0: Welcome to WP Coffee Talk. Thank you to our sponsor, Helix Managed WordPress Hosting, for both their sponsorship and hosting our site, WPCoffeeTalk.com. Now
1: on to our episode. Welcome to WP Coffee Talk. Today, I'm turning the tables and interviewing Michelle Ames for our very special 50th podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So Michelle, what is in your cup today?
0: Well let me show you my cup first. so this is um, a Mackenzie Child's cup. It is uh, you know a fired piece which is um, unglazed and whatever and if I don't know if everybody's aware of what Mackenzie Childs is, but Mackenzie Child's is a really prolific, especially in New York state um, just really funky designs they do furniture clothing, um, but they started off with pottery and they have more than just pottery. Um, you know, cups and vases and things. They have complete dish lines and things like that. So um, they're not cheap. And when I got my first real job Mm -hmm. working in higher ed, I worked for a um, a top 30 business school, MBA school, at University of Rochester. And this was the gift that my mother gave me so that I could be a real executive at the school. And it's empty right now, but... Today, we're going with some Jim Beam Honey.
1: <laughs>
0: I remember giving you some of that for your birthday a couple years ago. Uh, you did. This is not that same one because I drink it faster than two years ago. <laughs> I don't drink it that fast. But I, so I, do, I just threw, threw a little in there, and this is to you, Chrissy. I love the smell. It's so awesome. I <laughs> love it. And I love how your nails match the cup. Like well, for, except that several are missing. So that's after my podcasting today, I'm I'm going to get my nails fixed. But yeah, so the, the ones that here, I'll, I'll hide the ones that are not broken. There you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm down okay. to like seven nails. <laughs> that is fantastic. I absolutely love it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that's the story of the mug. And and that's the, uh, yeah, you and I have a, a love of um, honey bourbon together, don't we? Oh, yes, we do. So that's, I thought that would be appropriate.
1: So, wait, so let as me have the a- questions get a little looser towards the end of this, we all know why, right? <laughs> that's
0: right. <laughs> oh, that's good.
1: <laughs> Enjoying it. <laughs> awesome. So I'm not sure how this recording's going to go. My my network is a little slow. I'm at an Airbnb, um, and I know it just it just kind of slowed on me. So apologies for that. If it goes, if we get
0: a glitch way. here or there, it's all good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Michelle, how did you get started in WordPress?
0: Yeah, so I've told the story a few times. So um, the, the I'll tell the quick version of that, and then I'm going to tell a little bit more about how I got involved in the community, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: a friend of mine and I started a nonprofit organization, and her husband was a WordPress uh, website builder. And so we said to him, hey, we need a website, and he built us a website. And then he said, here are your logins. Go put all your content in there. And we were like, um, what? We don't just get to send you the content? He's like, look, girls, I work for free for my wife, but I don't work that much for free for my wife. <laughs> you guys got this. You got it handled. And so, you know, we started working with, the, and it was, a, this was before um, smartphones. So, like, we built a website that if it was still up then live, nobody could use it on their phone. It wasn't mobile responsive. None of that, right? We we're talking quite a few years ago. So I got comfortable working with WordPress, and I was excited to start building some sites for myself and to kind of explore. I was working in a massage school at the time. It was one of the most toxic environments I ever worked in, and I thought, I really need to break free of this, and if I could find some extra cash on the side, what what could I do with it? So I said to him, I understand how to buy a domain, and I understand how to work with WordPress. What I don't understand is, how do I get WordPress on the domain? I don't understand hosting. I don't understand how, even if I buy hosting, still I don't understand how do I have a, a website in that hosting space. And so I went over to their house one evening. She worked nights as a massage therapist. Uh, he, they had five kids, and they said, if you come over and make dinner, I will teach you WordPress. <laughs> and so I went over and made spaghetti dinner for the, kid, for the kids, and he and I sat down, and I left there with, I'm, I'm not a note taker, really, so I left there with a piece of paper with four things on it basically that said something like by domain, secure hosting, download WordPress, change the salt keys. And that was like it, right? And so nice. <laughs> everything else I just kind of remembered. And um, so he taught me how to download WordPress and do it that way. He's like, you could use a one button install, but I want you to understand what happens and cool. what's going on behind the behind the scenes. So I learned how to upload and use FTP and, and all of that good stuff. So That was kind of how I learned WordPress. Um, And then I kind of got like, well, I can learn so much from other people. And he said, why don't you come to the meetup? I'm like, what's a meetup? Because this was, you know, back at, this was, we're talking maybe seven, seven years ago, seven, eight years ago, when it was still fairly new to have meetups and things like that in your area. And so I went to this meetup and I was the only woman in the room. They were, you know, I knew how to use a theme and use content that didn't know CSS. I didn't understand what inspect element was. I certainly didn't have any idea what developer tools or any of that stuff was. So they were talking about using, I wanna say Digital Ocean, and they were talking about CSS and they were talking about showing how to use the inspect element um, but back in, in Firefox when there still was like this, I can't remember what it was called now, but Firebug, I think it was. The, yeah, the, the bug. Yeah. And so, um, it was so over my head. And I, like I said, I was the only woman in the room and it was like, they get around to like, you know, t- introducing ourselves and what do you do? And I was like, yeah, I'm Michelle and I think I'm in the wrong room. <laughs> cause Aww. I was, cause it really felt like I didn't know what I was doing at that point. And I thought I was, I felt, I mean, talk about imposter syndrome. I was like, yeah, I do not belong at this table. I'm just going to keep doing my own thing. So I didn't walk away from WordPress, but it was over a year before I went back to a meetup <laughs> So I go back to a meetup and like, now there's more people and it's like a a lower level discussion. I don't, I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but it was at my level. I understood what we were talking about. I don't even remember what it was, but you know, maybe it was like choosing a theme or understanding plugins or something that was more along the lines of where I was learning. And, um, and, and, uh, Rob had been to WordCamp Toronto. And he said, if you guys ever get an opportunity to go to a WordCamp, you really should. There's so many opportunities to learn. And he had all this cool swag with names on it that I was like, you got a sticker that says GoDaddy? Oh, my God. How do you get a sticker that says GoDaddy? Right? Well, I mean, now that I've been in WordCamp so long, I'm like, oh, my God. I've got so many stickers coming out of my ears. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make stickers and you know that kind of thing. But at the time it was like I was just starstruck by the opportunity to have a pencil that said, you know, WP engine or just, you know, any of the swag that comes with those kinds of things. So like I picked up a few pieces and I felt like these were like treasures in my hand. Oh, those were awesome. (laughs) And um, you know, so then I I was like, well I thought, well, I've got to go to WordCamp. So my first WordCamp was WordCamp Buffalo. And I knew one person there. And by the time I left that day, I was like This is amazing. There is more than like five or 10 people in Rochester that get together and talk about WordPress. There is a global community that talks about WordPress. And so I went to WordCamp Toronto a couple months later and I was just like, I went by myself. I didn't know a single person there. I made friends. I talked to people. I started following people on Twitter. I was like, oh my gosh, there's hashtags. You know I mean? It's just like, it's like the the WordPress community world just kind of opened up for me. And the next year I went to WordCamp US, the very first one in Philadelphia. Wow. And I was talking to somebody about, um, about our meetup and they said, you know, WordCamp will sponsor or WordPress will sponsor the meetup and pay for that. I was like, I've been paying for it out of my own pocket because I had taken over the WordPress meetups by that point. They said, just go, t- go to the community table and talk to somebody and figure out how to do this. And so I went to the community table and I sat down next to this woman. I had no idea who she was. Hi, Andrea Middleton, <laughs> <laughs> who's now a friend of mine through WordPress because, you know, that's what we do in WordPress is we, we get to know people. And she's like, yeah, you know, let's do it right now. We, we you know, did the, what we needed to do through Meetup and got WordPress to be the host and then made me the co-host, et cetera. And I said, you know, someday I'd love to have a WordCamp in Rochester, but um, I'm just—I'm uh, not afraid. I'm kind of afraid that we're not big enough, blah, blah blah. She goes, I don't care if you have 50 people at your first WordCamp. Let's do it. And so I applied, and the very next year we had our first WordCamp Rochester, which you were the volunteer wrangler yeah. for, and because uh, you and I had gotten to know each other through WordCamp Buffalo, and as they say, that the rest of the, the rest of the story is history. But that's kind of how you know into WordPress, but also into the community, which led to me doing the podcast. So.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I don't so, tell stories. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. This is great. I mean the history of it because I think it shows people that, you know, people who don't know a whole lot can still very much be part of it and Absolutely. people who know a lot. I mean, it's really for any level, which is mm-hmm. actually fabulous. Um, yeah. So as you spend more time investing in the community, what do you find needs improvement? What in your opinion?
0: So I'm on the marketing team for WordPress.org. And I joined the marketing team because I think more people need to know earlier on what the community is all about and to be uh-huh. involved in the community, and that kind of thing. And we've made incredibly great strides in, um, you know, notifying people what's going on. I, I gave a talk last year at WordCamp San Diego, and I mentioned it was, it was on the hidden features of WordPress that aren't really hidden. We just don't know what to look for, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned at that talk that there's that box now on the dashboard that shows you upcoming events.
1: Yeah, so many people have commented on that. How great!
0: Exactly, it is. it's wonderful. But it still does. But but people don't necessarily look there. But still, I mean, I have people coming to WordCamp uh, every year because they have, they saw it on their dashboard. I have people at every single meetup who saw it on their dashboard. So it's growing. Mm-hmm. Um, the funny thing is I left that talk. I'm walking out like, whoo, I had a, like there was literally standing room only. And Courtney PK comes up to me and she's like, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I was on the team that put that on the dashboard. And oh, I'm like, cool. <laughs> and, you know, of course, then I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Who are you? I'm Michelle. I'm like, oh my gosh, now I know Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> the wonderful thing about Word, WordPress people is nobody thinks of themselves as the superstar and expects mm-hmm. everybody. and so like the people that I'm now I'm like in awe of that are friends through you know different different projects we've worked on or just meetups here and there or um, different word camps etc it's like they're not like how dare you not know me you know kind of thing and totally we're we're all just real people but it's but it was funny at the time that I was like oh thank god I didn't say anything embarrassing (laughs) at least I hope I didn't hi Courtney
1: (laughs) So what's something that people can, I know this wasn't on the questions we had, but okay what, those, those of us listening you know, to, this, to this webcast, what's something proactively that we can do to yeah. help?
0: So I think one of the things that's really helpful is to, if you know people working in WordPress or using WordPress, invite them to whatever you go to. So it's not enough that we put it out there as much as possible because you know, if you advertise in a million newspapers, the people who don't read the paper still don't know exactly you know if it's on the radio the people who don't ever turn on the radio don't know i don't watch television television like i i record things and i watch internet television so people will say to me oh did you see what's you know this new thing or that new thing and i'm like i don't see commercials i don't know
1: right yeah
0: you know so we we have to think outside of the normal marketing box as we you know think about ways to do things and honestly i honestly think that the viral way that we talk to each other the way that we can say hey by the way um, I I went to this meetup last week and I learned so much or I met this person who I think can help you or you've got to come meet these people because our meetup and I know that ours is typical of every meetup around is so open and inviting to everybody and yes it's going to feel a little awkward because people know each other when you're the new person in the room but just watch how many people want to know you by the time you leave and want to be helpful to you and invite you back to the next
1: one so I I think
0: Yeah, the responsibilities on the community to remember that there's community outside of who we are right now. Um, kind of have you know, we talk about the Pac-Man um the at an event. So you instead of having a circle of people um, where everybody anybody that approaches your circle that's having a conversation only sees backs, you kind of leave that that's that wedge open for the Pac-Man. Well, we need to have a mental Pac-Man too, and remember that um that we can invite people into those different circles, even if they don't know those circles are happening.
1: Right, yeah. My mental. Funny parent. thing is, here in this Airbnb I'm in, mean, I opened the medicine cabinet, and uh, they had they had WordPress swag in it, WordPress.com swag. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. I, I still have to contact the the owner of this place and say, where would that come from? Are you part of that community? You know, I don't know. But it, so I think even little things like that, you know, leaving things around, conversation pieces, talking about things and say, oh yeah, there's, there's a local thing here. You
0: know? I mean, I have stickers all over my laptop and I know a lot of people are like pristine about their laptops. They don't want stickers, but I can't tell you how many people have said to me, what are all those stickers? Yeah, especially they- in airports, right? Yeah, especially I'll say I was from a WordCamp. I went to a WordPress meetup I went to. Like, oh, tell me more. I work with WordPress. I never heard of these things.
1: Yeah. You know, Very cool. so just,
0: just stickering up and looking to some people, it looks ridiculous. To those of us in the community, it's like, oh, yeah, everybody's got that or a ton of people have that. But it's just another uh, conversation opener.
1: Yeah. And who knows? They might have sticker envy, just like you used to have. That's true.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, oh, I
0: got a couple extra. You want you like some treasure? <laughs>
1: So I know this is a huge question because I know I know you're very passionate about the community itself, but what do you love the most about the WordPress community?
0: That is such a big question for sure. Um, you know, I love the events, obviously, because events are a great way to um, see your friends and family. I mean, I call my WordPress family my family. Obviously, nobody in WordPress is like blood related to me or related to me through marriage or any of those kinds of things. But you know, people like you, I think of you as my WordPress sister. I don't think of you as this girl who works for Automatic, you know? Uh, and I have so many brothers and sisters and WordPress cousins and whatever, you know? So the, the WordPress family, I think, is just phenomenal. And on events like, you know, especially WordCamp US or some of the bigger WordCamps, is a great opportunity to see those people. But, um, but it's more than that, right? So it's that I'm ha- sometimes I'm having a really bad day. And just out of the blue... I'll get a Slack message or a Twitter message or an email from somebody in WordPress that says, you know, Hey, I was thinking about you. Um, you know, just hoping you're having a great day or something like that, or they'll tag me in something on Twitter. That's funny. And I'm like, well, somebody was thinking about me, even if they're like, they don't know that I'm having a bad day or, or whatever mm-hmm. it is, but like somebody saw something and had to tag, you know, me or WP coffee talk or whatever it was. And that just totally makes my day. So I love that. We're the connectedness of it. I, I often talk about our community as global, which it is, and that sounds enormous, but we're a small community in a global way, so yeah. because we are um, internet-based, because we have tools at our disposal, like social media, like Slack, we have the ability to reach out to anybody in the world anywhere, and I've done you know, interviews in the, in the first 49 interviews that we've done here, I've interviewed people on, you know, several different continents, um, obviously different states and countries. And it's just been phenomenal to me that I can talk to people all over the world. And when, that we share the same or at least similar passions in the WordPress community. So I guess we'll be on the code. Yeah, it really is. You know? Yeah. You know, and um, the, the WordPress mantra that um, code is poetry. I love that. But the poetry is the people. It's not even, oh, you know, I mean, like I can look at a string of PHP. To me, that doesn't say a whole lot, but the people behind that wrote the PHP, those are the true poets, and that's the poetry for me, so.
1: Awesome, I love that. That should be a t-shirt itself.
0: <laughs> you no, know, hey, we should make one. <laughs> we
1: should. So I'm switching a little bit here on the focus. I always think of you as the Divi Queen. Yes. <laughs> <Everybody's-> <laughs> I'm a big divi proponent <laughs> how did you fall in love with that and do you ever see that changing how is it evolving
0: i'm glad you asked that so i got involved i the very
1: first um oh wait first first can you explain what it is for people okay. who might yep. not know okay
0: yep so let me tell about the story a little bit and it'll get right into okay. that cool. so i was told you really should purchase themes not just use the free themes in the um repository if you really want to build a business because you want to make sure they're going to be supported that you're paying people in the industry for the work that they do, which I absolutely 100% agree with. And so for a number of reasons, I absolutely have used free themes, 100%. But I've also, but I also decided early on to invest in elegant themes. Um, I bought the lifetime deal. I'm telling you, I think I paid less than $200 at the time because it was so many years ago and I get lifetime um, themes from Elegant Themes. So I don't know how they make money doing that, but God bless yeah. them because it saved yeah. my butt more than once. <laughs> and so they they launched this thing called Divi. And so I was like, well, everybody keeps talking about it. So I'm going to load it on a site because I had my two or three favorite themes and Elegant Themes that I used. They were responsive. They did great things. And I could, I by this point, had learned CSS enough to be able to make some, you know, modifications here and there. So I load Divi in and I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs>
1: I did not understand I think what a lot was. of people can relate, relate to that with things in and general.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, it, but, but Divi specifically is a page builder and right. I had never worked with page builders before. And so I didn't know how to turn it on. I'm like, it doesn't look any different. I don't understand how, like, I was still looking at the classic editor. I hadn't known, like, to click the button that says, like, hey, edit and divvy, right? And so I'm, like, looking at a classic editor going, "I I don't see columns. I don't see modules. I'm not sure. So I uninstalled it and reinstalled one of the old ones, you know? And then what really did it for me was I was building something for myself. I was building a project um, for myself, and I thought this is an opportunity. I'm not on a timeline. I'm not doing this for a customer that needs it, you know, pronto. I'm gonna see if I can dig into this. And so I, you know, (laughs) I looked at instructions and tutorials. Go figure, because I hate those things. (laughs) I'm like, like, let me get in and play with it to figure out how it works. But that doesn't always work. Sometimes you need a little instruction, and there's nothing wrong with that. And so I um I learned how to use it and then I was like, oh, this is amazing. Now, is Divi different than other page builders? Sure, they all have their nuances. But what I learned from using Divi is that I can learn I can use any page builder, basically. It's mm-hmm. just that I I paid for Jimmy, so I'm going to keep using it, right? Sure. And, I, and I know it so well. And I I don't like front-end builders. I don't like the visual builders for some reason. I'm more analytical in the way I think about things, so I like that back end looking at the boxes and the modules, um, which is like if I work in Elementor or if I'm working in Beaver Builder and I'm looking at the front-end builder, I can deal with it, but it's not my favorite way to do it. Um, but this brings me to the shift, to. Um, the Gutenberg blocks and the block editor. Yeah. Because I I don't like change. I don't think any of us are 100% comfortable with change all the time. And so I was like, oh, I've got to learn one more thing. And I don't want to learn one more thing. And oh, thank like, God you can install the classic editor plugin. I'm going to use that forever, right? All these different things. Um, and then fast forward to building um, a WordCamp website. Because with the WordCamp websites you're using the block editor and they're kind enough to give you the classic editor too. They really are. However, it's a great opportunity to challenge myself to use the block editor. So when I started last year helping set up the WordPress uh, WordCamp site for Buffalo, I challenged myself to just use the block editor. And then when I I built the website for uh, WordCamp Rochester, I only used the block editor. And now I'm on the team for WordCamp US and I'm on the PR comms team. And so we're constantly putting out blog posts and, and things like that. And um, we only use blocks because we've built blocks just for the WordCamp US website. So you, you kind yeah. of are forced into using it. Um, and I don't mean forced in a bad way, of course, but that's, that's, yeah, what's true. that's the standard quote. And so over the course of the last year and a half, kind of challenging myself to learn it. Um, I'll tell you, I, I, there are times when I just use the Gutenberg block editor. Huh. And so, um, oftentimes if I'm building a website like WP coffee talk, um, it's built in Divi. So if you go to look at it, don't be surprised it's Divi, but I don't use the Divi editor
1: for the posts.
0: Okay.
1: So anything that you see in the post. Embrace the mix and match of it all.
0: Yeah, it's a great hybrid. It really is. So, uh, And as the block editor continues to grow and more plugins and themes develop blocks specifically for it, we're only going to see it get better and better. That's my opinion anyway. So I may be the Divi Queen, but I'm going to like maybe put on my own tiara as the Gutenberg princess. Ah, I
1: love it. <laughs> wait,
0: wait, wait. I actually, you're going to laugh, but I joke, but I actually... I have a tiara, so there
1: I go. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. It's <laughs> the most uncomfortable tiara I own. <laughs> like, uh-huh. little, little divots in my head, more bourbon. I was going to have you keep it on the whole time, but I, I won't. Know. <laughs> more bourbon, it won't bother me in, a, in about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so if you didn't use Divi, what other theme would you recommend? Um,
0: if I didn't use Divi, I probably would say you could use almost any theme if you're going to use the black editor. So I would probably use something like, um, honestly, I really liked the 2017 theme. And because the 2017 theme has some great things built into it. Uh, You can have the um, Parallax is built in the, you know, the one page kind of like going, going, going kind of thing. And it works really well with the Gutenberg editor, obviously. So if I was going to you know, stop, stop being the Divi queen. I would probably be the 2017 and 2019 and Gutenberg person.
1: Nice. Yeah. I really love the color cover blocks and how you can put videos yeah. in and how you can stretch them across and you can choose yeah. whether to have trans you know, the, the level of transparency. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, re- a huge shout out to the people who build the, um, the, the,
0: WordPress themes themselves. So like the ones that are released every year or every other year um, when, it, when it's, I know we didn't release one in 2018. But we've released one every other year. <laughs> so, um, you know, those, those teams really think um, of a lot of things and now especially making them Gutenberg compatible and having those yes. things work so well together, you really can build a beautiful site using just the tools that WordPress provides.
1: It's it's really interesting seeing your perspective as time has changed and as things are growing, you know. And it's that's yeah. that's, that's pretty cool.
0: I don't dig my heels in quite as hard about Divi anymore,
1: <laughs> but <laughs> Divi's a great thing, you know. It is, yeah. And they're integrating well with Gutenberg too, you know. They are, yeah, absolutely. So it's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. <laughs> so what's your most embarrassing WordPress moment? You ask everybody else's. So we got I know. So. <laughs> <laughs> um I've made
0: mistakes with WordPress of course. I um I wiped out an entire site. I didn't my it was one of the very first sites I ever built for a customer. Um and I and somebody said you shouldn't build it live. You should build it on a subdirectory or you should build it in a sandbox or build it on your and then, you know, migrate it over. Well, my only um experience in migrating sites was through FTP and um using you know Enview or um front page or Dreamweaver where you literally have the whole site and then you upload the whole site. There's no there's oh. there's no databases. What's this database thing, right? So what did I do? I moved all the things I knew how to move and then there was nothing there. I assumed the site was gone. Now I know better now, right? I know now I, I could have just gone right back and moved it. But what oh. did I do? No I stayed up all night And rebuilt that entire site from scratch live in the wee hours of the morning so that when the customer saw it in the morning it was all there so that was uh, it's embarrassing to think back on because I just didn't know what I didn't know Um, and like you know to somebody who's like I teach people how to back up sites I teach people how to move sites all the time now Um, but those those things happen my other really most embarrassing moment was A few years back, so this was my first year speaking at WordCamp Montreal, and I was driving on the way to Montreal, and I start getting text messages and phone calls from customers that their websites are down. (gasps) Right, exactly. And I was like, well, I'm really, I'm in the car right now, so after the dinner that I'm going to, I will, your website's the first thing on my list. So I had 13 websites hosted in the same hosting space. And one of those websites was a friend's website who I was not responsible for, but I was just letting him host in my space. Mm -hmm. He had not done any updates ever. So i like to think of him as patient zero. He's the index patient. And uh, the funny thing is two weeks before everybody said we want to learn, everybody in my meetup was like, we want to learn what to do when you have a hacked site. So I kept asking, has anybody dealt with a hacked site? Uh, if you've dealt with a hacked site, I'd love to have you come and share your experience. Well, it's crickets because nobody ever wants to say, oh, I got my hack site hacked, right? Because everybody's yep. strong and I use all the right tools. And so, of course, that would never happen to me. Um, so I'm one of those people that's like, hey, it happens. It happened to me and this is, what, this is how I fixed it. But be careful what you ask for <laughs> because when nobody else stepped forward, I suddenly had 13 hacked sites I had to deal with out of WordCamp. Uh-huh. And I got an email from uh, SiteGround, who, who I'm hosting with, and they were like, there, here's a list of the files that are corrupted. They were 900 files. Oh, wow. Right. Now, because I had to move quickly, and I did have backups, right, but I didn't know, like, people are blogging. I didn't want to back up to something that was prior to changes. Sure. So instead, I went through and deleted the obsolete, like, the the infected files that were... Truly not WordPress files, and then I cleaned up header files and footer files that had injected uh, virus in them. I literally I like I, I, this is the night before I'm speaking, so I get ho- I get to the hotel from the um, speaker dinner. I start working on this at six thirty in the morning after going back and forth with uh, Siteground all night. they said, yes, your site your, it's clean. we're turning everything back on. Thank wow. God. I slept for 45 minutes. I got up and I went to WordCamp. I delivered my talk at one o'clock. It was one of the best talks I've ever given. I had people lined up to talk to me at the happiness fire afterwards. It was great. Um, I don't remember much of the rest of the day because I was a zombie. And then that very next day I was hacked again. Because what I didn't know is that, and that, because nobody talks about being hacked. Right. They say, you know, send it to security to get fixed, send it to this person to get fixed. Nobody says this is what you have to look for. I didn't realize that they will create their own users. So I was looking at files. Oh, I didn't know that they would create their own admin. So every single one of these 13 sites had additional admin logins that weren't me. And now I had 1,200 files to fix because they inserted oh. more code. And I had, so I deleted all those. I fixed all that code. The next day, I'm infected again. And I finally, okay, I switched from the Cause I was using, I'm not going to name names, but I was using a security plugin on all those sites except the one, cause it wasn't my site. Right. And I kicked him off, by the way, I gave him his own hosting and I was <laughs> like, you're gone. You're gone. Um, but I, I did all that cleanup one more time and I discovered the um, infected file. The Trojan virus was sitting in the CGI bin. And once I was able to delete that, I switched my security plugin to a different security plugin and knock on wood, I haven't had any problems since, so that's yeah. probably one of the, so those two events, like the first one was embarrassing, because I just didn't know, the second one, I also didn't know, but it was really, um, you know, it was, it was just a true test of my metal. I will not lie, there were tears involved, because it was like, oh, yeah. by the third time, I was like, I'm in the wrong industry, yep. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna take away my WordPress card, and they don't even have those, you know? <laughs> so yeah so those are my those are my experiences not fun um and thank god they're in the past
1: (laughs) yes and lesson learned and now that's going to help other people you're saying that so yeah Yeah. and and, you know that's a really good point that is something we should talk about more i think most people have been hacked at least once you know know? it
0: happens and if you haven't god bless you it's probably it's just that your time hasn't come yet
1: (laughs) i had one i used to have a self hosted site and it was a weird thing on my end. You couldn't see anything, but if anybody copied my URL or any part of my content and pasted somewhere, it somewhere, as all like ads for Viagra. It was, yeah, 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 and that was, and I didn't know what to do because I actually deleted my site and yeah. just started fresh because I was just panicked and, you know, it was way back when. And, exactly, exactly. You know, I think we have experiences and you're right. We don't talk about them much, but we should.
0: It's because we never want to show our chink in the armor, right? We don't want to show our Achilles heel, but the truth is we all have chinks in our armor and we all have Achilles heel. We all have feet of clay and mistakes happen. That'd be a good work camp talk. I'll have to think about putting that one together for next year. That'd be good. (laughs) Just to give you more work. but everybody everybody,
1: else too. I mean, anybody listening to this, anybody can volunteer to talk. So
0: exactly. Exactly. Yeah. If you've had that experience, you know, apply to your local word camp or even a meetup because that would be a great
1: thing to, uh, to share. Exactly. Yeah. For sure. So (laughs) I'm driving her to drink. Um, (laughs) what's a moment you feel great about?
0: So there have been so many, honestly, um, you know, speaking at my first WordCamp, I think every one of us that's ever spoken at a WordCamp, you speak at your first WordCamp, there's trepidation, there's the imposter syndrome that comes in. Men are women. I think we all kind of deal with that when we first stand on that stage or in front of that classroom or whatever and think somebody's going to say that's not true. Uh, But it doesn't happen. People really want to support you. They want to learn from you. Um, so that was like this first triumphant moment. And it was kind of like that gateway into speaking at more camps and doing those things, which led me to different things like being in Ottawa, um, two years ago and meeting Jason Cannell and ending up getting hired to work at give impress, um, and having the job that I have. So, I mean, talk about a proud moment, you know, having, um, been able to prove myself enough to work for a bigger company. What's working in the WordPress space for me, that was huge. Uh, And then this year I was asked to deliver the keynote at two different WordCamps in Buffalo and Kent. And, you know, my heart sang. It really did. It was amazing to me. And then I was also asked to be on the organizing team for WordCamp US. So, I mean, it's like it's this last year and a half have been just I am incredibly humbled. I am so grateful for the opportunities that have come to me through the WordPress community. Um, I, I realize that I'm not a giant among, you know, men or whatever, but, and I'm still a small fish in a big pond, but the fact that I'm able to make a living doing this and that people like to hear what I have to share and learn from anything that I, that I, you know, put out there to me is, is just, it's the cream on on top of the coffee (laughs) or whatever. It's just, yeah, it's,
1: it's very exciting. Yeah. I just love what I do. Very cool. So what are your favorite plugins at the moment? So my favorite plugins, I'm going to, I don't
0: have it showing there Give right there. See, give. (laughs) So if you are using, if you're a nonprofit, if you're raising money for anything, you cannot go wrong with give. We have a free version in the WordPress plugin directory. And um, I support that plugin. I've used that plugin for years before I actually joined um, I use it on the WP Coffee Talk site for sponsorship, so you don't have to use it just yeah. for a nonprofit. Um, so I absolutely give, and WP Business Reviews for aggregating it. I, have to, I mean, come on. I support this plugin. But other yeah. than other than the ones I work for, um, you can't go wrong with Yoast. Yoast mm-hmm. is – and, you know, even if you don't understand SEO, put it on your site and use it for the social sharing aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I – this configuring that social sharing aspect means that when I post something in Facebook or Twitter, it looks like I want it to look. And so Yoast has got some really amazing features. You have to have a backup plugin. I use Backup Buddy because I've just been paying for it for years and I, uh, I really like the way it works and I know it really well. Other people use UpGef Plus or Duplicator or any number of other um, BackWP Up. You know, there's so many different plugins you can use for backing up, but make sure you have one that you trust and understand how to use so that if something goes wrong with your site, you can, um, you know, you can get it back up and deployed rather quickly. And then having a really good form. You know, So some,
1: yes.
0: some um, themes come with a form, like a contact form built in, and that's great if that's all you need wonderful. Like Divi's got a great contact form. But if you need something a little more robust, um, I love Caldera forms. And not just because yeah. I know the people that built Caldera forms and that they're my friends. But I love how Caldera forms work. And how easy it is to make dependencies and, um, you know, some do use some Boolean logic and things like that in the forms. Um, and I've also used Gravity Forms. So I've used Gravity Forms for years. And, you know, you get comfortable with using something. And both of those integrate well with payment processing and things like that. So having a good form that you can really trust to provide you the details of site visitors and registrations and things like that I think is super important. And then based on my biggest mistake, I have to say you have to have a really good security plugin. Sure. And it's not that they don't fail sometimes because the people who make viruses are always working to thwart those things,
1: yes. <laughs> but make sure you have a good security plugin and that you keep it up to date. So that's I guess nice. that's, that's my list. I know we're getting short on time, so I'm going to kind of jump on a little bit. Sure. But um, why did you start this podcast?
0: Okay, so here's the real story. I wanted to learn how to do it. I wanted to learn how to make a podcast. And then I was like, well, why don't we incorporate video too? So it's on YouTube. It's on every podcast. um, You know, it's on iTunes podcast or not iTunes, but Apple podcast. It's on Mm -hmm. Spotify. It's on all those different places that you can find podcasts. Um, But I really wanted to learn how to do it because for years I've been hearing about them. I've been listening to them. And I was like, I know I have the personality that says I could do anything, right? But... Could I, could I make a podcast and feel comfortable doing it? Could I understand the technology that went into it so that I could train other people to do it? That was really what I wanted to do it for. I was prepared for failure. Mm-hmm. I was prepared for moderate success. I thought, oh, maybe I'll have 10 episodes and they'll be like, well, that was fun. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, kn- I, I expected it to maybe be a little more popular, fun with flags from Sheldon and Big Bang Theory. But... <laughs> <laughs> But um, I wasn't sure where it was going to go. And so I built a site. Actually, I had a friend of mine built the site that I, I trade coaching sometimes for things. She built the site. I populated it up. Sounds familiar. And then um, I, and I, I kind of put it out to the world. And I thought I, I published it. And then I thought, oh, I should make a Twitter account for this. So I published it on a Friday night. Never launched on Friday, but I did. Um, <laughs> I made a Twitter account. I started following all of people that I know in that I thought might be interested in following me back and I put it out there to the world. And then I reshared all that from my own personal account. Now I don't have a huge Twitter following less than 2000 people. Um, but they're people that matter to me. Yeah. And, uh, within the first week I had like 25 people signed up to be on the podcast. And as of today, we've recorded like 40 something episodes. We're going to publish this one as the 50th one. It might not technically be the 50th, but it's gosh darn close if it isn't. Um, (laughs) You know, and, and I've been able to put these out into the world and share people's stories. So that's, that's if I was going to do a podcast, it wasn't going to be self-serving. That's not what I'm about. I wanted to be able to tell everybody else's story because I think that we each have um, incredible talents. I think that we each have incredible stories. How did we get involved in WordPress? No two stories are the same. Um, you know, I have yet to have somebody say, I learned it in college and made it a career. That's yeah. just not That's not how it works, right? That's not how you stumble into WordPress for the most part. I'm sure there are people out there that that might have happened to, but that's not a story that's been told to me yet. So for me, it's all about just sharing. And even in the playing field, I want people who feel like they're too little to be part of the WordPress community to understand that everybody in the WordPress community started there.
1: Yes.
0: That's why I ask the same set of questions to every single person. If Matt Mullenweg comes on my show at some point, please, Matt. If you're listening, please come on my show. Um, I'm gonna ask him the same set of questions. And I'm not gonna I, I, I don't ask any gotcha questions. It's not about like it's not yellow journalism, it isn't about gotcha, it isn't about ha ha, but you said, you know, it's not it's none of that. It's really just having a cup of coffee or whatever <laughs> with, <laughs> with people. Um somewhere in the world. And it's just two friends, whether we're new friends or old friends, chatting about this thing that we all love, which is WordPress and the WordPress community. So for me, that's what it became about. And I think that's why it's, being, it's becoming successful um, is because other people are passionate about each other as well and want to hear about each other. So, um, so yeah, so what started as I wonder if I can do this has turned into a huge passion project for me. And um, I'm just excited to be able to tell these stories to, to the WordPress community
1: very cool yeah i think we only have time for one more so um what advice would you offer to someone who's trying to establish a business using wordpress
0: so my advice to people is don't be afraid to try anything um there you can do more with wordpress than you think you can but don't do it on a live site um even though that like, that was my biggest first mistake was not understanding what live means and how to do all that. I'll, if you don't understand how to do it, just, you know, contact me. I will, I will show you how that works. Um, there's a million YouTube, um, you know, uh, YouTube videos out there that shows a lot of those kind of things too. But don't be afraid to try. There's plugins that'll do things for you. There's simple coding that even though I'm not a developer and I don't understand code, there are plugins that allow me to add PHP snippets that make things yes. do on my site. I don't have to know how to build that code. Um, and and that I don't need a plugin for everything. That's another thing. Uh, but also that you have this wonderful thing called the WordPress community that you can lean on. If you don't know anybody, if there's no meetup in your area, first of all, anybody can start one. You know, just go to meetup.com, talk to the WordPress foundation, uh, wordpress.org. Get involved with the make, go and make that WordPress. Um, dot or Slack, I can never think of those. How do you get into the Slack channel, the Slack community? Um, you know, hit me up through WP Coffee Talk. I'll connect you uh, to where, to whoever you need to be connected to. But, um, but get connected to people because there are people out there. And if you really are that one person who is working so remotely, then get involved with people online because there are online communities that are absolutely a resource for you as well. There are lots of Facebook communities that answer questions. There are Slack communities. Um, and at the very least, Tweet it out using the right hashtags and people will answer you. So there's a lot, there's a lot out there and great resources. And I really wish that I hadn't been as intimidated by that first meetup that I went to.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and, and so my, my, I want to encourage other people, women, um, and men both that if it feels, you know, overwhelming the first time go back anyway, because it could have just been that one talk that was just, really kind of more at a developer level than you think you are. Um, but the next one's probably going to be something that can, can hit you at the right spot. Uh, and that I did learn something that day besides the fact that I felt like an imposter, you know, I learned that there was more possibilities and I learned that there are things that I could do and that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that I didn't have just one hosting possibility, that there's other ways that you can do things um, and that the sky is really the limit. So um, even though it kind of set me back a little bit because I I was overwhelmed and insecure about my own abilities, um, it still put me in the right path and I didn't walk away
1: from WordPress altogether. So yeah. And the flip side of that is if we attend them regularly, we should be aware of what the new people that make them feel more welcome and reassure them. Absolutely, it's like the hallway like, track, you know, <laughs> <Yeah. Exactly. laughs> you, you talk and network and yeah. just say, "Yeah, you know, this is and, this is a and thing, and it's worth it."
0: <laughs> to be fair, nobody in that room was discouraging to me. It's just that I right.
1: no, it's an extra life.
0: step to be
1: exactly encouraging.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yep, no, exactly what you're saying for sure. Well, for
1: sure. Thank you for doing the podcast the in general and sharing everybody's stories oh, and taking the time and thank pleasure. you for being willing to be interviewed for the one today <laughs> well
0: thank you for being the first <laughs> to interview me because it's been <laughs> fun to connect with you and you're not at home you're where are you right now you're in Arizona
1: Utah Utah, Utah.
0: <laughs> see you somewhere west I don't know <laughs> you've got exciting things happening in your life and for you to take the time out today to talk to me I'm very grateful thank you
1: thank you happy 50th <laughs>
0: That's right. <laughs> 50 years old, 50 podcasts. It's exciting.
1: <laughs> I,
0: gotta I think I should continue the bourbon through the next two interviews, or maybe I should switch to something else.
1: Switch with water every few sips.
0: There you go. <laughs> well, enjoy the rest of your day, Chrissy. Thanks for being here.
1: You too. Bye, Michelle.
0: Bye. WP Coffee Talk with Michelle Frechette is a proud supporter of WP End Up, whose mission is to support and promote positive mental health within the WordPress community. Visit their website at wpandup.org.